Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss and Mars. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head. Listen, my co-host, Mars, couldn't make it because she has something very important to do today. But I definitely hit my homegirl up, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. How you doing, everybody? My name is Vivian, also known as V is Wonderful on Instagram. You can follow me on all platforms. V is Wonderful. So, guys, listen. Today we're going to continue a topic because we did really well last week talking about red flags. So today we're going to talk about bad relationship habits. You know, for all those who don't understand, there's a lot of issues that people have in relationships that's very bad. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to talk about it today. And the reason why we're going to talk about it, because I want you guys to tell us, are we on track to, to bring out all of these nasty habits? Because we got to expose them. Right. So, so how you feel about that? How you feel about that? Oh, yeah. I think it's a great idea to expose all the nasty habits because I think all of us are guilty of doing it. A lot of us have a lot of guilty habits. So listen, so far, you know what we're going to start with? I definitely want to start with outside influences in your relationship. A lot of people allow people to enter their relationships, but I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever had anybody you date or dated bring in people to your relationship for like, like asking for information, telling them personal things that you guys were going through that you thought were bad uh, examples or giving them bad, you know, uh, um, answers to the questions that they were asking? Um, absolutely. Especially if you're referring to marriage, you know, if you're married and then you're asking a single friend for advice, worst thing you could do. So you, you've, you've had someone do that to you? Yes, absolutely. So, so let's tell a story. The names will be held to protect the innocent. <laughs> but we're definitely going to talk about it. You know, because all we can do is explain our experiences. So no one take this personal. So tell me a story that happened and what was the uh, actions of because of what, he, what happened. What, so if he told his ex or his family member or anybody about your situation, what was said? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of a particular one. <laughs> Give um, me anyone. Um, let's see. I'll give you one of mine. All right. You go first. So with my one of the females I was dating, I'm going to just leave it broad. She would tell her mother everything about what we were going through. And I'm going to be honest with you. Anybody that has been through this situation can tell you it's very annoying. And what, what it, why it was annoying for me is because every time I felt like I was dating her mom. And I was like, yo, this is a little weird. Like, I know you told your mother this. I know you told your mother that. So when I came around her mother, I felt very uncomfortable. And I've noticed I started getting more and more and more uncomfortable because she would tell her mother everything about our relationship. And I thought it was very uh, immature in a sense because it's like, yo, what we go through, it should be some kind of like a separation of telling other people outside, outside people our business. But I felt like it was like me dating her mom, me dating her sister. I was like, this is getting a little bit too much. And I felt, I felt like I always had to be on my P's and Q's because she would go tell her family everything we were going through. And I thought it was, like, horrible. You know, from your right. experience, you have, then, you have anything? Well, and then also when you do that, it also 
if you're going to be with the person the next day, it makes no sense to tell everybody your business. Right. Because then they're going to be looking at you like, why are you telling us this, telling us that? And then they begin to, like you said, look at you differently and you feel uncomfortable around them. Yeah. One of the guests actually just said, in my situation, it's my lady telling her dad, sister, everything. It really said everything. But, you know, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. In my, in my, from my opinion, I don't think that's healthy for a relationship. Not healthy. So, you know, like, think about it. It's like, you, like, if my kid come to me and tell me personal things about what he's going through with his woman, I'm going to be biased. And the reason why I'm going to be biased, because he's my kid. Right. So I definitely want to see the best for my child. And knowing that I want to see the best for my child, if she's hurting my son's feelings, I'm definitely going to feel away. Right. Let's just call it what it is. You know, there's always going to be bias. Would you agree as a parent, you will be biased because they're your children? Would I be biased because of my children? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. So, you know, like, you have any stories about personally influencing or feeling like the person is telling outside influences about what you and that person is going through? Well, I'm actually guilty of being that person. She's guilty, (laughs) y'all. Let's give it up for telling the truth. (laughs) She's telling the truth. (laughs) Dad, I'm listening. Well, I've actually, but I usually go to those that are closest to me that I've been in friendship or relationship with for like 10, 15, 20 years. So I trust that they're not going to share that information or I trust they're going to give me good advice. So I do it because... You know, we have a close relationship. I might be hurting at the time, but the person did hurt me, so I need to vent and I need to get it out. That makes every bit of sense. But I think it depends. So, like, like for me, when you, when you, it, it has to have some kind of reserve with telling people stuff. Don't get me wrong. I truly believe that everybody in a relationship definitely have a, has an outside influence that knows everything about the relationship. Right. You know, I feel like women tend to find a friend to talk about. The only thing I'm going to shoot women for right now is the fact that a lot of women do tell the most singlest friend who's willing to listen to them about their relationship. And that could be very unhealthy. Would you agree that sometimes women go to single friends and tell them things and get advice? Right. I don't yeah. think that's healthy. What do that you think? That could be a bad thing, especially if they're looking for that person to take their side. Agreed. I think that's what most people do in today's society. We look for the people that's going to just co-sign even when we're wrong, they're going to co-sign everything we say. Mm-hmm. And that's that could never be a positive situation. Never. Never. So, you know, everyone on the live today, let me see yeses if you agree that outside influences in your relationships, everyone tuning in, if you agree that outside influences in a relationship is a no, thumbs down. If you agree that it's a, a yay, thumbs up. Let's see what you guys think. I personally think it's definitely a thumbs down. What do you think? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. So everyone that thinks it's a thumbs down, agree with us. If not, let me see a thumbs up. You know? We definitely know that's a bad relationship habit. A lot of people need to stop saying that. And and I see a lot of thumbs down. See a lot of thumbs downs. So guys, if you're in a relationship or getting in a relationship, I definitely think you should start not telling people who are too close to the relationship personal things. I think you guys should be mature enough to handle these things yourself. But I will say this. When a man starts talking bad about a woman, it's because he's usually tired. Mm. I think women tend to talk more than men. When a man starts dissing his woman, he's usually over it. Or he's really getting over it. Because you know, men are more private. They don't. We try to make our women look like, especially when we love them, 
We like we we try to make them look like they're a lot more better than what they are. But we're gonna go to the next topic. We're doing thumbs up, thumbs down today. We're talking about bad relationship habits. Next question. And I want to hear what you say about this, Viv. Lack of trust. So what could somebody do to Vivian that could make her lose her lack of trust in him? Um, constant lying. Constant lying. Shout out to my liars. <laughs> no matter how big or small, like, like, why are you lying? That's, of course, that's going to make me lose trust. I agree. And not keeping your promise also. So if you're not going to be a man of your word, woman of your word, you know, do what you say you're going to do. Of course, the trust factor, you know, diminishes. So give me a scenario where a person lost your trust because of things they did. Um, one scenario, you say you're going one place and you're at another place. And then I find out, you know, it's like, that's one small example. So like, let's say, you're, let's say, you're dating someone, they tell you, I'm going to the mall, but then you find out they're at the football game. Right, right. Even though it's innocent, you know, it's just a football game, but why did you need to lie? I feel like maybe your intentions were off. Would you say maybe sometimes, and this is me asking from a man's perspective, and you know, I want to get it from a woman's perspective. Do you think that some people lie because of the fact that they know they're going to hurt you? Yes, that's actually what's, what has been said. So you think the person lied because they try to preserve hurt from you? Right. Yes. I, I, I agree. I think sometimes people do lie because they definitely try not to hurt the person. You know, it's like being asked, do I look fat in a dress from a woman? <laughs> I think you have to be a very insensitive man to just say, yeah, you look fat in a dress. You know, I, I think that's kind of crazy. You know, I don't think most men, even if they thought that, they would say that out loud. You know, but... I'll tell you a moment, I lost lack of trust. I was sleeping and I woke up and I caught the woman I was talking to in my phone. And I said to her, if you have to go through my phone, what is the point of us being together? She said to me, if you trust me and you you don't have nothing to hide, which is reverse psychology, just so you know that, guys. It's reverse psychology. You know, I said to her, you know, you you going through my phone is because of, it's your insecurities. And I told her, I said, if we have to do this, well, we have to give each other passwords and be able to look through each other's phones whenever we want. That's not jail. That's a correctional officer. Or that's a, 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 a what do you call that? A, um, a probation officer. You know, I, if I haven't given you anything or any reasons to feel that insecure, I, I'm not going to live like that. I don't think that's a healthy relationship. For my guys who think, or women that who thinks, lack of trust, you know, investigating and searching through each other's phone is a good thing. Let me see a thumbs up. For those who think it's a bad thing, let me see a thumbs down. What do you say, Vivian? Is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down for you? It all depends on the situation. Elaborate. You got to go elaborate. <laughs> elaborate. Let me hear, why do you think, what could make you alter that situation? Also, I've done the same thing too. Went through people's phones. Um, it all depends on the commitment and how serious the relationship is. And usually a person is only going through your phone because you've given them a reason to believe that you're doing more than what you say you're doing. So you don't think that some people come with luggage from their past relationships and they think that the same thing is occurring because of the fact that maybe you're just a private person? Some people are just private. Yeah, but it depends on the situation. Again, if you guys are committed, 
like committed, committed. Like it's just you and I. Yes. I feel like there's nothing to hide. Like why not have that transparency? Because I am the type of person that would be like, yeah, here, you can see whatever you want, just so that you can trust me again, because a lot of people do have trust problems. I'll give you a story. One of my good friends, he he wrote me a whole text message about some personal things that he was going through. And the girl I was dating at the time read it. Read all of his personal Yeah, business. now that's not her business. And that's one of the reasons why I would say that people don't want people going through their phone. Because there are a lot of private messages that come through your phone. You know, you see, you find out things about people that you don't know. But it's not my business to know anyway. Right. You In know? most cases, a woman is snooping or a man is snooping, though, because they feel like you're dealing with another person. I agree. Outside of them, you have interest in someone else. You're entertaining another woman and then you feel some type of way. So you want to know, especially if he's not being honest. All right. So so this is what we're going to do. For me, I'm going both. I'll do both too. I'll do both. You know why I'm doing both? <laughs> because I feel like it's a little bit of a gray area. Based on the way you just explained it, I can understand what, where you could see like maybe he's being sneaky. Yes. And I can see where he feels like she's being nosy. Yes. So I feel like it's a yay and a nay. I'm not going to give it a definite no, and I'm not going to give it a definite yay. Right. But I definitely think it's based on the relationship, and I understand her with the transparency. Yeah, and curiosity kicks in, especially if every time I just look at you, you're giving me that look like, what are you looking at? <laughs> you know? Or... It makes you feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but let me, ask you, let me tell you something, though. They say if you keep searching for something, you're going to find. You're going to find something. Right. So don't search and not be willing to t- deal with the consequences. Very true. Because if you open up Pandora's box, you know the logic. So let's get to the next topic. We're going to talk about another topic. So for those who are live right now, before we get off this topic, are you thumbs up, thumbs down on the lack of trust? Meaning I'm both. I'm up and down. So I'm, 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 I'm conflicted. She definitely had valid points. I definitely have valid points. So I think if we just go both ways, you know, what do y'all think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I feel like it could go both ways. You know, see a lot of people saying both ways also. See some people saying yes, some people saying both ways. I definitely think that somebody said no completely. No. So you know what we're going to do now? We're going to go into the next topic. And this is a good one. We're going into a topic about commitment issues. A lot of people come into relationships with commitment issues. And I'm going to ask you, we, we want to be honest. Have you ever been in a relationship, Vivian, where you felt like you, 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 you felt uncomfortable to commit to a person, but you liked them, but you knew you couldn't commit to the person? Um, yes. Explain to me why it was hard for you to commit to that person. Um, one, because the person lies a lot. Shout out to my liars. <laughs> That's what we do up here. <laughs> you know, we, we give the, the liars a big shout out because we want them to know we hear you right. with your lying selves. <laughs> you know, but we definitely want them to know we're acknowledging their lies. Right. And we, we definitely hear it. You know, the funny lie, the funniest lie is when you know the truth and you, you look at them like, come on. Right. And they think right. that you're, you're not intelligent. That's the funniest liars. So. Tell me a moment where you decide. That's so you said, okay. Lying. Lying. Temperament. Temperament. Maybe the person, uh, you know, gets angry too quickly. Gets angry too quickly. 
Okay, give me something else. Um, immature. Immaturity is a good one. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever dated any guy? I know we. it's on you to say yes or no if you're choosing or not. Have you ever dealt with a guy that was verbally abusive? Yes. Verbally abusive. Wow. Well, I can't say as far as bashing in like a real vulgar manner, but it was real subtle. Okay. But you felt like they were definitely trying to belittle you? Yes. Okay. What about physical? No. Listen, for any woman on here, this is a true topic. We spoke about this last week. Abuse. You know, if you, you have someone, whether verbally, physically, or mentally abusive, it's time to run. That is beyond a red flag. That is not even a red flag. That is the biggest flag that you can see in a relationship. Verbally, physically, or mentally abusive, that's a run. There is no exception to that rule. There are certain red flags that can be worked on based on the uh, experience of the person. Maybe they've been through certain things that give them certain... um. Trust issues. Past traumas. Past traumas. So you have to look at that like maybe it, you can help them seek help. But a person that's verbally abusive, physically abusive, or mentally abusive, that, that's sick. That's a run. All day. Run. And those who agree with me, you know, we're giving each other a round of applause. But I'm going to tell the truth. For me, I had moments of lack of commitment, especially now that I'm getting older. I started looking at things like more financial security on my older self. For me, I think about what's my future trajectory and what am I doing to make sure that my life is better. And my mate has to be very um, adamant about that also. I wouldn't want to be with someone that doesn't care about their future selves. Because I plan out 10 years, 15 years, 20 years out. And the reason being is because it separates. Think about the logic. You take somebody that plans for the next 10 months and I plan for the next... 10 years. That is nine years, two years. I mean, nine years and two months of thinking further than a person that's only thinking 10 months out. I think so far ahead because I don't want to meet my 50 and 60-year-old self and wonder how or why I'm in this boat when I didn't think that my 20-year-old self had to prepare myself for my 30-year-old self. My 30-year-old self had to prepare myself for my 40-year-old self. My 40-year-old self got to prepare myself for my 50-year-old self. So for me, I couldn't commit to someone that's not adamant about that. You know, that's something that will give me a reason not to commit. You know, it's like I don't see where our future is going. Absolutely. You know, and you know, we're getting older, so we have to be logical. And I would hope that everyone is thinking like that also about their future selves. Because the one thing I think God, my mother said, don't date the person you are today. Date the person that compliments who you want to become. So again, my mother said, don't date the person you are today. Date the person that compliments who the future self wants to become because it is an easier transition. Sometimes you outgrow people because of the fact that they weren't ready to grow and you were. But if they're already there, you eventually catch up. And women tend to usually mature faster than men. Would you agree? I do agree with that. So give me something else as far as commitment issues that you see. Um, commitment. Listen, I'll take a look. I'll take it. I'll take it. I've seen, I seen moments of, of commitment that people choose not to commit. See, what I'm seeing now a lot is a lot of people don't want to walk down the aisle. A lot of people don't want to be married. You know, the funniest conversation I've ever had, and I'm going to say this, 
I find this so funny. And my men, this is no shade, but this is me being honest. I've met men tell me they don't want to be married because they're scared that the woman is going to take everything they have. And the funny thing is, the guys that say this a lot are men that don't have anything besides right. a job. So what can she take? I'm like, what can she take <laughs> from you when you have nothing? Because last time I checked, nothing plus nothing equals... Nothing. Nothing. I, I think it's hilarious when I meet men that say, I will never marry because I will get a prenup. Brother, you have to have assets and, and businesses and, and 401ks and pensions and things of that nature to talk about her not marrying a woman because of the fact that she's going to take things from you. She can't take nothing from nothing. Okay, I think that's a learned um, statement. I agree. I we, agree. Sometimes I agree. we have to unlearn. A lot of times we have to unlearn the things that we learn. So that statement comes from past hurts, past trauma. You understand? But Agreed. as we get older, we learn that two is better than one in any type of relationship, whether just a friendship um, a partnership, a marriage. You need two people and more to be successful in life. I agree 100%. You know, there are, there are and I know somebody's going to say this on a live or any other platform we on, there are people who are exceptions to the rule. But what she's saying in most cases, I'm 100% in agreement. Most men and women that are more established tend to have a life partner. Right. If you look at statistics, statistics show that more married couples own homes. More married couples live longer than non-married couples. And this is not my opinion. This is just the, what, I, what I've seen. Also, the success rate in children are higher coming from married homes. Would you agree? I do agree. I agree. So I think we need to stop this whole not being together thing. This is getting weird. So let's go to the next topic. So matter of fact, before we leave this topic, is commitment issues a yay? Or nay for you. It's definitely a nay for me. I'm going thumbs down. Thumbs down. For me thumbs too. down. Thumbs <laughs> down. Thumbs down. You know, what are you guys saying? Would you say commitment issues is a thumbs up? Or would you say commission issues is a thumbs down? I'm going thumbs down all day. You know, thumbs down. Everyone's on the live saying thumbs down. Thing. Definitely thumbs down. Definitely can thumbs destroy down. a good thing. Can definitely destroy a good thing. There's something that I want to talk about now, guys, that a lot of people need to talk about. I think... Too many people believe that there are too many fish in the sea. I definitely think that. You don't think that a lot of people think that, men or women? A lot of people do think that. Do I think it's true? No, but a lot of people think that. Why is it not true? Because um, it's hard to find. Sometimes it's really hard to find that good, the good fish. It's hard to find a good fish. <laughs> yeah. You, you, know, you know what? I, I watched the movie last night, and the lady said, she said, um, the lady said on a, on a video, she said, the thing is this, women want tall, dark, and handsome, right? Very successful, right? This is just one hand. Um, very attractive, a nice hairline, <laughs> right? Not receding, not balding, right? Then on the other hand, they want financially stable, loving, caring, nurturing provider, willing to accept their children if they have any, and also a great father to their children. The only issue with this dilemma, I personally feel, this person and this person don't look alike. You understand? I feel like they're two different people. Sometimes I've noticed that people that are very attractive, they tend to be so into themselves 
that they don't worry about anybody else. Absolutely. And I definitely think that people look for things that's out of their league just based on what the eye catches. But the reality of things, this person that we're talking about, what you really need. See, this is the wants. Tall, dark, and handsome. Very attractive. That's wants. Commitment, loyal, honest, respectful. These are needs. I don't think people understand the difference between wants and needs, and they spend more energy chasing after what they want. Ultimately, getting hurt by what they want because they're not satisfying what they need. And I tell people, don't let that go over their head because that's the reality. More people need to start chasing after what they need opposed to what they want because needs and wants is two different factors. So another reason why you think there's not a lot of fishes other than you say you, you're in a date, you've been dating, and how's your dating experience has been? Not good. Not good? <laughs> Explain. Like, let's, let's go into depth. One thing about here, don't let that go over your head podcast, we talk straight. I had a conversation that got a little personal the other day. I had to tell everybody, don't, don't um, judge me. Because I had to go and invent a little bit, you know, but we tell the truth. So let me explain, like, what are the constant issues that you're seeing in the dating field now or on the dating market? Um, I tend to um, date people that I'm physically attracted to. Um, they have to have good character also, you know, good morals and want things for their future. Um, but the ones that I'm running into are very into themselves. And selfish at times. I see this a lot. So, guys, if you're having problems with dating right now, let's see reasons why we think the dating field is so bad. I'm actually going to read a couple things off the live today. You know, tell me some of the reasons why you think that dating is so hard in 2022. You know, one, I will say social media. Social media give a lot of people a false impression on how many people are out there waiting for them and looking for them. I think social media is really hurting the culture. And in my mind, or what what I've come to the conclusion of believing, more people believe or overvalue themselves in the dating market. See, people need to understand, again, there's self-worth and there's dating value worth. They're two different words. But I feel like Having self-worth, meaning loving yourself, is a beautiful thing. But here's the thing. When loving yourself, sometimes you create unrealistic expectations on what you believe is out there for you. Because you've got your PhD. You got your degree. You've done well with yourself. You know, you're a good woman. You're loyal. You're not, a, you're not uh, walking around sleeping with everybody. So I think those are things that people, that women value. But one thing I realized is, Sometimes people overvalue like what they feel that they, that should be chasing them. And I'm like, that will chase you for a one night stand, right? Yes. But the man that you may not be looking at will chase you for a lifetime. You know, let me say that again. He will chase you for a lifetime. But yet and still, people don't value those people. Because again, they had this dream in their mind of what they were going to end with. So I think they think there's a lot of fish in the sea, but the fish are mostly going to be thrown back because they're no good. Or they're taken already. Or they're taken already. <laughs> they're definitely taken already. You know, but you shouldn't settle even if you got to be lonely. Listen, I'm a, I agree, but I disagree. Because sometimes some people think settling 
is settling, but don't you understand the person may be settling for you too? Because sometimes people have unrealistic expectations on what they believe exists. I'm going to tell you something. I have never met or seen a couple that didn't have problems. Right. Every couple, every situation. And then on top of it, every couple I've ever met, I've seen compromising on both ends. No, he wanted maybe a certain type of woman. She wanted maybe a certain type of man. But ultimately, they did not think they would end up together. But they're perfect for each other. Because one thing about God, when he created humans, he doesn't create love to look the way you think love looks. Love does not have a look. And that's what people need to understand and learn. Love does not look the way we thought it looked. Why? Because we thought love is an attraction. Being attracted to something is different from love. Love is, this person is going to be there for me. They got my back. They support me. They love me. They're consistent. Remember that word, consistent. It don't look like what you think it is because you can be attracted to looks, but love comes different. Love will melt your heart and be there consistently. You know, did you, now with dating, would you say that more men are established today in today's society or less established today? Your opinion, no wrongs or rights. Um, less established from my experience. Less established. So would you De say that depending on the environment where I'm at? Depending on the environment, would you say you get approached by more men that need you or more men that don't need you? Mm, more men that need me. More men that need you economically. Um, in every way. It used to be a sexual thing. Now I'm in noticing every way. it's an economical thing even more. Yeah. You know, before it was like a a sexual thing. These men came to the women for sex. You know, but now it's like more than that now. It's like, dang, she needs somewhere to live, car, or money. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> slow down, buddy. You, you, you really like becoming her child. Absolutely. But I want to ask you a question, you know, and I want to hear your opinion. Do you think that the issue with the men in today's society is coming from the fact that so many children are being born to single mothers and they're raising them more like um like more like too coddled and 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 giving them too much opposed to showing them that you're gonna be a father and you're gonna be a husband one day and I need you to be this way. You think it's too much coddling going on? Much coddling going on, I do agree with that from the mother and um again social media, the influences on social media. I agree hundred percent. Combination of both. I agree hundred percent. So all to my people on live and on my social media platforms, is it a yay that too many people think too many fish in the sea? Or is it a nay that too many people think that they, should, they, should, they shouldn't think there's too many fish in the sea? I think more people need to think that there's not a lot of fish in the sea. Because sometimes I've even met husbands and wives who don't appreciate each other because they definitely think there's so many other people out there waiting for them. And that's a nay. I don't agree with that statement. I definitely think that there's a lot of people thinking there are more things out there that really don't exist. You know, and if you agree with me, <laughs> let me get a LOL for those who think that way. And let me get a round of applause who understand that. Let me appreciate what I have and work on my home and stop running and looking into other people's windows. Some people keep looking into other people's windows and they don't understand that it's myth, it's fake, it's not real. Absolutely. You know? So... There's another topic, Viv, I want to ask you about. You know, we're going to say that again. The grass ain't greener. It ain't. You know, it looks good from afar, though. You know, but um, 
Do you think that a lot of people, whether men or women, hold on to a break, uh, a backup, like like an ex or somebody, like a spare tire? Absolutely. Why do you think people do that? Uh, it's like a just in case situation. Just in case I don't make it home tonight. Don't look, I'm Luther Vandross in the shower. Don't do me like that, Kinsey hate. But um. It's like, just in case this doesn't work out, just in case she gets on my nerves, just in case she does something, just in case I'm not in the mood, I can just always call whoever. So let me ask you a question. In your opinion, who do you think does this more? Men hold on to potentials or women hold on to more potentials? I think men do it more. And I'm going to go on record and say this. I agree with you. (laughs) I definitely think that... A lot of men that I've come across definitely have a roster. And now, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to say this truthfully, a lot of women are starting to have rosters. You know, and and it's crazy because, like, the reality of all things is men, the real men, we're talking about the men that that that, that is a real man, they definitely want to feel like the woman has some kind of, like, um, like a saint a little bit. They want her to be wholesome, clean. Right. You know, in a woman that's like that, they tend to not see as wholesome and clean. And mine, what I'm saying is I'm speaking from a man's perspective. So for my ladies who are promiscuous, please don't take this personal. But this is how men see it. There will be some men who will take on women who are very promiscuous because they maybe have a low self-esteem or they may have that mommy issues. Or B, she can provide very well, so therefore he's able to accept it. But in reality... We're talking about the men that are established. These men tend to not want women who are very promiscuous or who has an extreme level of track, a track record, you know? So for me personally, I definitely think when you, when you, when you check it out, the data, if, you want, if you're in a dating market, you have every bit of right to have backups in safety valves and, and insurance policies, right? That's the word, insurance <laughs> policies. But if you're getting serious, I don't think you should be holding on to an insurance policy. What do you think? I agree. So for all my people on live and every platform that we're on, do you think it's okay for a person to stay in contact with a potential person that they used to date? So for all my people on all social media platforms, do you think it's healthy for a relationship for you to sustain and maintain a relationship with someone that you saw or you see as a potential dating partner? What do you think? Um, yes, if you're if you're in the single market. If you're in the single market, so what if you're in a relationship? No, that's not good. <laughs> so let's get rid of the backup luggage, guys, and stop putting spare tires in your trunks, and understand that you cannot and you should not be holding on to potential backups because it's unhealthy for the new situation. Because in your mind, you're gonna always say, "I got this insurance policy." So for my people on live who, who agrees with me, let me get a yay. For those who don't agree, let me get an A. If you think you should have an insurance policy in dating, let me get a thumbs up. If you think you shouldn't, let me get a thumbs down. Let me see what this thing look like. Some people saying it has to be a true relationship. This I agree with. You know, those spare tires be donuts. Not even a good Michelin tire. I agree with you. Thumbs down. What you saying, Vivian? Thumbs, thumbs up or down. thumbs down? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. 
Now, this is an issue that we want to talk about, right? And I've noticed that a lot of people don't like this conversation. I think people have issues with this topic the most out of all things in relationships. I think the number one issue that people have is the way they talk to each other. I feel like men and women communication with each other sucks. You agree with that statement? Absolutely, I agree. So let me ask you something. Why do you think men and women speak two different languages when it comes to communication? Um, it just, our genetic makeup is just different. And yeah. we, we just think differently. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of times, that's where the conflict comes from. Um, the expectations that a woman put on a man and then how a man thinks is two totally different things. Okay. This is I agree with. I've noticed that um, a lot of men and women definitely have communication issues. It's like, there's a saying that women are from Venus and men are from Mars. Mars. <laughs> you know, and um, I do believe that sometimes when talking to women, my issue has been this. When you talk to me as if you're talking to your child, you already lost me. Secondly, my second issue that I've had with women with having conversations is you expect me to listen to everything you say, but yet and still you don't listen to anything I say. So when I come to you to tell you something, let's say right in the car, you just did something I didn't like. I say, I need to tell you something. You say, no problem. What is it? I tell you what the issue is. You should not bring up a past issue to accommodate that moment. And that's been my issue with a lot of women. I feel like anytime you bring up something that's wrong, they don't like to hear it. So it's like, I'm like, hold on, you want, but then when you tell me about myself, you want my undivided attention. Mm. That don't make sense to me. And, and this is something I can't grip or understand. Like, if you want me to listen to you, I think you should listen to me too. You yeah, know? yeah. You agree with that statement? Yeah, I agree with that you statement. Know? But when you go to a man, let me ask you, I want to see what you, what is your normal um, issues? When you go to a man and you say, I need to talk to you, and then you start telling him about something he did, what is usually your outcome? The outcome, we usually don't get anywhere because um, from my experience, um, they automatically turn my, um, define my conversation as an argument. Oh, that's very so- true. Say that one more time. I need you to say that a little louder for the people in the back to hear this. In most cases, when the conversation starts, they define my words as this is going to turn into an argument. And this I truly agree with. Because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when my girl comes to me, I'm like, it's going to go left. Because once we start talking and I start feel like I'm going to tell you or explain to you anything, I feel like it's just going to go left. But it's very, it's, from my experience, it's really frustrating for me for you to automatically assume and define the conversation as going left before we even get to a solution for the problem. In most cases, we don't get to a solution because you just dismiss me. You didn't even let the conversation fully get out before you say, oh, you're about to drag it. Or, you know, this is about to go left. Agreed. Agreed. I'll give you a scenario. The other day, I was riding with a, in a car with a, a matter of fact, I was at a store. And the lady works in the store. We're really close. She was telling me all the things about her husband. Her husband is this, her husband is that, her husband is this. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to go on record and say this. I don't care who gets mad. I'm going to tell the truth. 
I don't feel sorry for a person that's been dating in a long-term relationship complaining about things that they should have fixed so long ago. I don't want to hear it 10 years of you and this person, five years and four years and seven years of you and this person dating talking about they don't save their money. <laughs> You've known that forever. You've known these things for so long that no one feels sorry for you anymore at this point. <laughs> and I'm going to say what it is. If you really want to fix the situation, the truest definition of love to me is the willingness to accept someone and become what they aren't. If you're bad at money, I will become good at money. If you're lazy, I will work harder if I love you that much. Because I don't think you're choosing to be lazy. Some people are just lazy. It's just who they are. And they don't see anything wrong with it. I think there are a lot of people on earth that don't know they have issues. And I think they've become so accustomed to who they are that that's who they are. Mm, and true. it's just what it is. And here's my next thing I don't like. I feel like we put our standards on people here because of our level of potential of what we want. And then we try to force someone to want to get to the finish line with us. You cannot drag a dead horse to the finish line. You cannot make or lead someone to the water and make them drink. If they choose not to, they choose not to. What I'm saying is this. Man, if you know you want to be here and your woman don't want to be here, either A, accept her for who she is and walk away, or B, just, just allow it to be what it is. Stop forcing it. You can't make someone they're not. You know, it's just what it is. What do you, would, you, would you agree with that? I do agree, but if, if you stay, you're going to be miserable and unhappy. Agreed. So in most cases, I would say... If you see the red flags early, um, don't make too many compromises because you're going to be upset and angry and constantly arguing. I want, I want to read a definition in a minute about what the Bible says what love is. You know, I, I want people to understand. I don't think enough people genuinely understand the definition of love. And when I say definition, I'm not going to go to the, to, the, uh, um, to, the, to, to the Webster's Dictionary. I want to go to what the Bible says about what's love. You know, I, I don't think a lot, enough people understand. The Bible speaks about love being patient. Love is kind. Love is pure. People really long don't... Long-suffering. Long-suffering. This is what the Bible speaks on what love is. And I'm not going to make this a biblical thing, but the Bible is my source of reality. You know, and the Bible speaks on it all the time. And, and let me read it. It says, Scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings and rejoice with truth. This is what the Bible says about love. So when you look at that word love, ask yourself, are people really loving you? Are they tolerating you and forcing you to be what you want them to be? Love, again, it says, it does not insist on its own way. That is not love. By forcing someone to be what you want, that is not love. That is you trying to manipulate or push or persuade someone to do what you want them to do. If a person do not want to be a millionaire, you have to accept it. It's okay. You still go chase your millionaire status. But love is acceptance of, uh, in, in, in allowing people to be who they are. 
Now that's love. Need people need to know what love is. And I keep hearing the word love, and I'm like, you throw the word around, and it's and it's free, but yet and still you complain about the person for being who they are. How can you love someone when you're not accepting me for being me? I'm not that great at at a uh, uh, um uh, math, but you're crying about me not being good at math. That's not my gift. You know, when God created mankind and humans and women, he knew what he was doing. He made opposites attract for a reason. So again, my love will be me becoming what my woman isn't to make the relationship better. That's love. Would you agree with that? I do agree. So what do you have to uh, attach to that? So Q, what about, what about men? I hear what you're saying about don't make me become something I'm not. But what about when you becoming something that will make both of you better or stronger? For example, like some women complain about, you know, there's not enough intimacy. Isn't that something that can be adjusted, though? It can. What if that's not his thing? What if, his, what if he's in a moment of chasing his um, empire so much that can't sex... focus on you? You're not his priority. No. I understand that. If you're extremely motivated, that becomes less prominent and attractive. A necessity for you at yeah. that point. I think every successful person I've ever met, they'll say the same thing. They'll be like, yo, Q, I definitely chase women or want sex less. Because the drive becomes on your dreams, aspirations, Absolutely. goals. So are they wrong for that? No, they're not wrong. And being broke and having sex is not a good thing. <laughs> A lot of people do it, though. Listen, a lot of women I talked to told me their best sexual partner is the brokest person they've ever been with. And I think the reason why the sex is good is because that's all he has to offer. Right. So he's more focused on that. He knows he can't do anything else. So I remember one time there was a woman. She was complaining about her man comes home always tired. But her man was working a lot to, to accommodate the finances. She said to me, we're not even intimate the way we used to be. I said, he works a lot more than he used to. She didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Moves on. Finds another guy. There was no bills intertwined yet. He's laying it down. She's like, oh, my God, he's doing this thing. He's blowing my back out. That's what she said to me. <laughs> but he I wasn't said, providing. Yeah, I said, congratulations. Anyway, she decides to get a divorce. Because she allowed her penis to overly make her believe what it was. Better. When I talk about after you put all the real responsibilities of a relationship together, this man turned out to be damn near the devil. Mm. She called me, oh my God, he owes 160000 in back child support. Oh my God. He's this, he's that. He doesn't do anything with his life. Oh, my God, he wants to live off of me. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And I said to her, this is what happens when you allow the flesh to lead the heart. That's deep. You know, his flesh, her flesh was led by her. You know, she was leading by her flesh, not her heart, and making a conscious decision on reality. She was living in the moment. And her moments turned out to be one of the worst decisions of her life. You know, and the sad part is now she has a child by him. He doesn't take care of that kid either. But sometimes 
We need to understand the things that really matter. Again, with wants and needs, we need to learn the difference. So for those who understand that we don't, we talk at each other, opposed to talking to each other, let me get a thumbs up. For those who think that we need to learn how to communicate better, let me get a thumbs up rather. And those who think we don't communicate good enough, I mean that we should never commute or, or don't communicate, let me get a thumbs down. I think we need to learn how to communicate better. <laughs> now, what do you think, Viv? I think we need to learn how to communicate better. I agree with you 100%. Del- delivery is everything. How it comes out. Not what you say, but how it comes out. Agreed. Here's another thing. And I want you to talk on this, Viv. It's something that a lot of people tend to do a lot. And it's starting to become so transparent in society overall. A lot of people lack the word accountability. A lot of people are not accountable for nothing they do. What were signs that you've seen in relationships or in society that you see where people aren't accountable? Um, in relationships with people are unaccountable. Um, I, you go first, Q. I need to think about this. I, I'm going to tell you something that's not accountable. Is an un- unaccountable moment. The same way you said earlier that our women, men tend to not keep their word, there are women who don't keep their word. You know, the same way we say things like, oh, men are inconsistent with their behaviors. There are women who are inconsistent with their behaviors. Let's say I needed you to help me save a certain amount of money together because we, I have a financial goal. The whole concept of a relationship is to build together. To build. Yes. The Bible speaks on a man being a helpmate. I mean, a woman being a man's helpmate. And men, I will say this. I will not expect a woman to allow you to lead if you haven't even led yourself anywhere. Right. And I'm going to say that on record for my men. I will not, and I say this louder and louder and louder and louder and louder and louder to my men. I will never want no woman to allow, I wouldn't even expect a woman to allow you to lead her when you haven't even led yourself anywhere. So stop expecting a woman to be submissive to you when you're not even carrying yourself as a king or as a man. A woman could never submit to something that she doesn't deem worthy. And a lot of men need to understand that. You need to work on yourselves before you try to lead somebody else. Fix yourself. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to be arrogant. Vivian, you know me personally. I have never had that issue when it comes to a woman being willing to submit to me. I've never had that issue. Would you agree or disagree? I agree because she trusts your leadership. You, you are who you say you are and you do what you say you're going to do. And I don't, want, I don't like the word submission. She don't have to submit to me. She has to trust me. She has to trust that I'm going to make all the decisions that's right to put us in a better position. So a lot of these guys talk about, she has to submit to me. Brother, you haven't even submitted to yourself to put yourself in any position that she deems, okay, I can trust this guy. Let's go on record and say this, and I want you to see if you agree with this statement. Women, if she doesn't financially feel secure with you, she will never, ever, ever, ever submit to you. I think people look at women as gold diggers when women understand they need finances. Women need financial uh, comfortability in order for them to feel comfortable. Because a woman who is not financially comfortable can never commit to you. 
And then people say stuff like, oh my God, she's a gold digger. She's not a gold digger. Not every woman that wants a man establishes a gold digger. She understands her level of security comes from a man having money. And that's just what are having stability. I do not knock a woman for looking for a man that has his life together. I think she is beyond smart, period. Would you agree with that? I do agree. So do you need your heart of hearts for you to quote unquote what society use the word a lot, submit. For you to submit to a man, does he have to have his level, his level, or his financial levels together? Financial levels and mental, mental, mental levels. Mm-hmm. Give me something else that you think that he, for you to feel comfortable with him, you need. Um, need him, his financial to be great, his mental to be right. Um, what else? I could give you one. He has to be a great leader. Yes. Let me say this to you guys. Not every man is a leader. I've met women who are better leaders than men. Let me say this again. I met women who are better leaders than men. I meet couples all the time. This man would not be in the position he is today if he did not have this woman. She is the Michelle Obama of his household. And I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of the times, we're too busy trying to see who's, who's the, uh, uh, the alpha in the house when we should be looking at who the, has the better leadership or the better qualities at doing the job at, that entails. I don't think, I think this alpha male, alpha female thing is only creating more separation. And the reason why I say it is because so many women are starting to take on penises. So many men are starting to take on vaginas. I'm going to say what it is. I don't care. They're going to have to feel away. And what I'm saying is a lot of men cry and complain and nag. I love a woman that's a challenge. And to me, a challenge, meaning she challenged my mental aspect. She challenges my financial aspect. She challenges me as a man when it comes to being a better man. Not challenging me to see who's the man and who's the woman in the house. That's not the challenge I'm looking for. I'm talking about the challenge of her saying, because I'm going to go on record and say this, and anybody could disagree if they want to. A man will only go to the financial levels that a woman he chooses. If he chooses a weak woman, he will always be weak. A woman challenges a man financially, emotionally, and everything around the board, ultimately allowing you to become the king that you are truly meant to become. But if you choose the weak woman, don't be surprised you're a 50-year-old prince. Don't be surprised you're a 30-year-old prince. Don't be surprised that you're a 40-year-old prince or a 20-year-old prince who never becomes a king. A king knows the value of a, a queen. It's just what it is. And I'm just going to call it what it is. Real men understand that the strong woman that we, the world is producing now is a beautiful thing. I love the Xena Warrior Princess women. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've never had a problem with those girls. You know, I, I can let her know when I roar, she understands. Like, look, but I don't roar to disrespect her. I roar because I said, let me take this one. I got this. Right, right. That's the difference. You roar because you think by being boisterous and loud with your voice, you can take over a woman. Women ain't going to submit to that. They're going to roar right back. And the reason why they're going to roar back, because they don't believe your roar. Your roar sounds, eh, 
more like a kitten. You know, but um, so let me ask you something. How many times have you met men who want you to submit to them, but they weren't financially secure? How many times? Well, speaking from my own experience, um, in an eight-year marriage, um, my husband used that word a lot. Submit, submit, submit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I submitting to? Like, you can't even lead your own family. What have you led us into? We still have nothing. Agreed. And every idea or um, vision that I had, he shot down. Okay. Understand? So a lot of times I had to take the lead and be strong, not because I wanted to, but because I didn't have my husband partnering and backing me up. Agreed. He used that word a lot, submissive. So I was submissive when we first got together, but after a while of um, frustrating, frustration building up, that submission went out the window. <laughs> he was inconsistent with his character. He was very inconsistent. And I'm the type of female, I mean, I will rub your feet. I'll soak your feet into some bath water. You understand? If you handling a business for your family and me and you making us as a whole be better, there's nothing I won't do for you. So for all my men that are looking for feet rub, <laughs> Vivian is rubbing feet. <laughs> Vivian is out here rubbing feet for my guys. I need their feet rubbed. <laughs> You know, get your feet rubbed. What a hundred feet rub, my Vivian. So funny. You know, but um, I, I respect that, and I think by you saying that on record is actually dope, because I feel like a lot of people fear. I feel like a lot of women are uncomfortable with like, yo, it's okay to want to take care of your man, and I think men, it's okay to want to take care of your woman. If a person makes me feel uncomfortable about how much I take care of my woman, that means I'm not a man. Because anything I do, I'm, I'm going to be 100% secure with it. I'm not going to worry about nothing because I know for a fact I'm comfortable with what I do. See, I'm going to tell you something. There's a saying. A lot of people say, oh, he or she's a trick. It is not tricking if you got it, one. It is not tricking if you could afford it, two. And it is not tricking if you're doing it for your mate. How can I trick on my mate? The person you love. The person I love and want to spend the rest of my life with. I have history with. Listen. This is a person I expect to die with me, but I'm putting a price tag on this person. I find that crazy. <laughs> Listen, if you can go to your job, and I want you to hear this. If you can go to your job and be so respectful to your boss, men and women, I don't know how you can't come home and be respectful to your mate. I find that disheartening. And the reason why Terrible. I find it disheartening is because of the fact that a man, a man should never, never, ever, ever, ever Look at it like, oh, my job is 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 um my woman, and like it's more important than my woman. I don't find that official, you know. Men, let's Happens be real. All the time we should love each other and love on each other. But we're gonna give you one more topic. But before we go off of this topic, the word we just was talking about was lack of accountability. Do you think that enough people are accountable in today's society? I don't think so. I don't think enough people are accountable for their actions. But do you think that more people are allowing them to not be? Yes. I agree 100%. I agree 100%, 100%, 100%. So for anybody on the live or on the social media platform, if you agree that the world is coddling everybody and they're making them less accountable, let me get a thumbs up. If you agree or you disagree that less, more people are accountable, let me get a thumbs down. I think the world is making people hypersensitive and they're less accountable. My thumb is all the way up, all the way up, all the way up, all the way up. 
But before we get out of here, we're going to do one more topic. And this is a topic I wanted you to talk about because you actually said the topic before we came on the podcast today. There's a word you said that you see a lot of people do. It's called triggers. I want you to talk to me about some things that you consider triggers in relationships. Um, so some things that I consider triggers is maybe raising of the voice. Raising of your voice. Give me something else. Um, People don't like to be yelled at. Yeah. Um, I, I do yell, though, when I'm frustrated. <laughs> she is a yeller. <laughs> it's bad. It's terrible. I um, think a lot of us got, got that from our past, our parents. You know, the way they always expressed themselves was loud. It's not good, though. No. Um, some other triggers. Um, going back to... What about I, being dismissed or ignored? Oh, yeah. Dismissed is a big one. Um, it's a trigger to make me get frustrated or yell. If I feel like you're not letting express myself or get my words out so that we could clarify this thing and move on, you know, that's a trigger. Um, you said being ignored. Ignored is another one. It's another trigger, being ignored. And these things become triggers because of past relationships, past traumas where it didn't happen and it keeps not happening. You understand? So it's really frustrating. I agree. I will say, like, for me, a trigger, honestly, is, like, when, when you're talking to a person and they say little things that they learn about you that hurt you. You know, like for me, my triggers is like, I'll give you one. I'll give you a quick scenario. I told, I told uh, an ex-relationship I was in past things about my father and how I felt about it personally, thinking, you know, I could be vulnerable and I trusted her. And yet and still, it came up a few times. And I was like, wow, like I told you this in confidentiality. I didn't tell you this to throw it back in my face because this is something that's still a hindrance to me. I'm not completely over it. You know, and yet and still, I was working on it because I was willing to, you know, they say the first step to recovery is what? Admitting you have a problem. You know, and I I finally was able to accept that I had a problem. But the fact that she would always bring it up when she would get mad. Like, I'll give you something. You're not a real man because if you grew up with your father, you would have been a real man. I I don't care what nobody said. I'm going to be honest with you. For me not growing up with my father, I think I became a better father and a better man than my father. And I will say it to his face. I think I'm a way better man than my father. And not only am I a better father, I'm a father to other people's children better than their own actual fathers. Absolutely. And I think him not being there made me understand the true value of having a good father. You know, and I tried myself to become a better father. Right. You know, but that was a trigger for me. But I want to say one more thing before we get out of here. Let's stop the comparing your current relationship to your past relationships. I think that is disgusting, you know? And I'm going to say, a lot of people often compare their current mates to their past mates. The past is the past for a reason. Yes, this person might do things that you don't like, but these are human characteristical things. Humans are human. There is not no person walking earth that is inhuman. Everybody's human. Would you agree? I do agree. So uh, there are going to be a lot of things you're going to see in your your current relationship that you might have seen in your last relationship. Right. 
but it's about how you guys deal with it. Understanding the beginning of a relationship is the most vital and most uh, crucial time of a relationship because this is where you set the boundaries, this is where you set the rules, this is where you set the regulations, and this is where you set the tone. And I'm going to tell you, don't cry about the relationship later when you allowed it to get this way. I truly have a belief. A lot of people move so fast in relationships that they run past the red flags. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue that a lot of us have. Do they run past it, Q, or they do they, they, they ignore just it. ignore it? They just Why? Ignore. Because I'm going to give you. The sex is good. Why? I'm going to give you. Because a, she's attractive. That's it, though. Why? I'm going to give you more. He got some money. She got some money. Oh, he got a nice car. Oh, he's going to take me on vacation. Listen, there are certain things that people do because they have a motive. You know, let me ask you a question before we leave. Do you think a man takes a woman out to eat and spend money on her? Most men take a woman out to eat and they don't have some intentions or expect something later? Most men. I agree. I think that most men do things for women with a motive. Not all. But a lot. So the people on the live today, you understand. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that most men do things for women with a motive? If not, thumbs down. If so, thumbs up. I'm going thumbs up. You know? Before we leave, can you just define what a real man is? Because I've heard you say that a few times. I'm, I'm going to say it. Let's bring, up, let's bring up the definition of a man first. I want to bring up the definition of a man because I'm going to tell you something what I do here. I like to be politically correct. And the reason why I want to be politically correct, because I don't want, and then I'm going to voice my opinion on what I believe a real man is. You know, but for me, for me, a real man, you know, is definitely someone that's consistent. Someone that leads by example. Someone that you should be able to trust because of the fact that you're giving them your future and trusting them with the key to your life. You know, let me get one of them keys. You know, give me the whole rack. I'm a key guy. I own a lot of houses. So this is you giving me the keys to your heart and to your life. And I have to have my woman trust the fact that as a man, I'm not going to do wrong by it. I'm going to tell you something. And, I, and every man, I want every man to hear this. It is clear. The further or the more a woman trusts you, the more love she gives. Listen, the more a woman can trust you emotionally, mentally, physically, economically, the more love she gives. Women love so hard and unconditional, the more you make her trust you. The more comfortable she is, the more you can make that pretty girl that's outside in the streets quiet, a stone cold freak for you. She'll do anything for you. A woman, when she loves and she trusts you, there is no limit to what she would do for her man. And that's how I know I'm a real man, because they always do. I'm just going to say what it is. A man who fulfills traditional expectations of masculinity, his behavior, attitudes, or appearance is, um, no, 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 I don't like this definition. It's nothing coming up good? All right, so it says, someone who holds his oath and morals. I agree with this. He has dignity, but not arrogant. Faithful till his death. To all his beloved, someone who keeps his promise and his threat. Till next time. Don't let that go over your head. Later, y'all.